0: You're tuning in to Rusty Thomas, where once a week he brings the brilliance of Scripture to every dynamic of life. For the last 40 years, Rusty has served the Lord as a father, minister, and political figure on the streets, churches, and capitals in our nation and abroad. You are going to hear compelling truths that will prayerfully build up your faith and equip you to meet the challenges of life with the confidence of God's Word. This is Kingdom Moments with my father, Rusty Thomas. Well, howdy folks. Welcome to Kingdom Moments with Rusty Thomas. I am your host and I'm glad you are here with me today. And I pray this podcast will prove a blessing to your soul, uh, to your family, and to those whom you love. Grace and peace be unto you, brethren. And uh, anyway, I want to share with you some thoughts I had recently. Um, I went to Oklahoma to see some dear friends, Bill and Ruth Darr, that I have known for a long, long time. They have been dear friends and um, you know, true supporters of our family and ministry with their prayers and their offerings. Uh, They have been such a goodness uh, to our souls through the years. And, and, you know, uh, they were made aware that, you know, soon in a couple of weeks, we'll be making our trek to Florida uh, to start the new work, the American Reformation Church. So, you know, they invited us up for a weekend. They wanted to, you know, have a little time together, say goodbye and uh, have some fellowship. They invited some folks over. And one of the folks that came over is Pastor David McLean um, in uh, Tulsa, and we just had a, a great time together. It was a real spark, you know, iron sharpening iron and discussing vision and mission. And anyway, that was on a Saturday, and then, uh, he, before he left, he invited me to come uh, speak for his church. So... It was sort of like an in-season, out-of-season deal. I really was not prepared uh, to bring a sermon uh, to Oklahoma, uh, but anyway, he, he opened the door, and uh, I said sure, and uh, and of course I was you know struggling with the Lord, you know what what would you have me share on, and and there were some things kind of bouncing around in my head, you know back and forth, but honestly. Brothers and sisters, it wasn't until I actually arrived uh, in the church parking lot that, in about a minute or so, the Lord uh, downloaded the message. And basically, it was three proverbs that I wanted to share on that had uh, a direct um, relevance uh, to God, the church, and what's happening in the united states of america and so no notes no nothing just you know straight from my heart uh, began to share this message that i want to share with you today And if i was going to put a title to it it's uh, three proverbs for america and so let's start with the first one this is proverbs 28 2 and the word of the lord comes to us saying, Because of the transgression of a land, many are its princes, but a man of understanding and knowledge right will be prolonged. And so here's here's a biblical truth. This is a biblical princi- principle. And 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 notice it has to deal with our land, and it has to deal with princes who are magistrates in civil government. And so what is the truth that Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, what is he trying to communicate to us? Well, uh, whether it's from the top down or the bottom up, whether it's uh, inspired by immoral unjust unconstitutional law and decrees or just cultural anarchy whatever the case may be when a land becomes lawless um, it automatically pumps up civil government it all automatically grows the power of the state and the principle, of course, God's word is trying to communicate to us is, you know, there there has to be moral fortitude to correctly handle freedom and handle liberty. Uh, in other words, to be a free people, we got to put the chain on the beast from within in order to put the chain on the beast from without, which is... The desire, uh, due to our sinful state, of people in power, people uh, you know that are in state government, civil government, there's a tendency uh, to use that power to oppress. Right? Um, that's just been a principle of history. And so, what God's word is warning about here is. If you lose the moral fortitude to handle freedom as as a society, as a culture, as a people, it automatically pumps up the state to crush your freedoms because you've lost the moral fortitude to handle liberty. And you can see that happening. You know, again, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Did state tyranny come first, and are they the one that unleashed immorality, you know, through uh, their public policies and laws, or did the society cast off restraint and just went into this moral freefall that, you know, again um, encourages tyranny and oppression to arise? And so, this is a principle. Now, there was a a man by the name of Robert Winthrop. He was a U.S. representative. Uh, he was an author, he was an orator, and he really kinda uh, captures an explanation of Proverbs 28.2. And this is a, an extremely important quote, brothers and sisters, but he, he, he was sharing uh, that all societies of men must be governed in some way or other. Let's face it, brothers and sisters, we're sinful creatures. Uh, You know, we're conceived in sin. We go astray from the womb. You know, we do what is right in our own eyes. You know, we're we're rebels, we're covenant breakers. And, And because that is true, that's the human condition. We must be governed. But here's the key the less they have of stringent state government, the more they must have of individual self-government. Now, self-government is extremely important, brothers and sisters, and I can't admonish parents enough on how important it is when you're training children, when you're rearing children, you must teach them diligently this concept. And according to our founding fathers, you know, that bequeathed to us the United States of America, they believed self-government was the key to liberty. So basically, God has given us three major governments, family government, church government, and civil government, and all are designed when properly functioning under God to promote self-government. Because if, man, if men, women, and children get self-government right, then it would automatically bless family government, church government, and civil government. And so Robert Winthrop goes on and he says, the less they rely on public law or physical force, the more they must rely on private moral restraint. And this is such a key because in America, we think freedom is to do whatever we want to do whenever we want to do it with whomever we want to do it with. Well, that's not freedom. That's turning liberty into licentiousness. And again, what happens when a society um you know uh, transgresses becomes lawless uh, turns the grace of god into a license of sin again many are its princes right and so he he concludes men in a word must necessarily be controlled either by a power within them you know and this is why the gospel of Jesus Christ is so important, not just when it comes to our individual sinful nature where we repent and put our faith and trust in Christ and the spirit of God you know, comes into our life. It regenerates us and it he forgives us of our sins. He breaks the power of our sin, right? That's important for the individual, but it also is incredibly important when it comes to political freedom, when it comes to per- political liberty, right? It, it, it's 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 just it's just tied, right? And so we gotta be controlled one of two ways: either by a power within us or a power without us. And this is his last admonishment: either by the word of God or by the strong arm of man, either by the Bible or by the bayonet. And so here we are at the crossroads in the United States of America, right? And clearly the land has become lawless. We have committed national sin, national abomination. It's bringing forth national calamity upon us. Our government is growing exponentially, right? <clears throat> and uh, you know, and what's happening to our liberties? What's happening to our freedom? Well, they're being taken away from us. Why? Because we've lost the moral fortitude to correctly handle them. And so, this is a key, key principle uh, when it comes to our future and our hope. Well, let's turn on to the next proverbs. It's one page over, and this is Proverbs 29, verse two. Another proverb that the United States of America must hear, must recognize, must know. Critically important. So the scripture says this, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan let's take a you know a diagnostic test here brothers and sisters when you look at the headlines when you look at the soap opera that's going on in the media when when you look at the state of this generation the condition of our youth when you look at you know the family government the church government Uh, the state government. I mean, do we hear a joyful sound? Are people rejoicing? Or is there a groan that is taking place? And of course, this proverb is dealing with the importance of leadership. Again, men must be governed, right? This is why God gives us fathers in the home, This is why God gives us pastors and elders in the church. This is why God gives us magistrates in the civil government. Why is that important? Because God works through headship. That's the way he set up this planet and how it is to operate, how it is to function, how it is to be governed. And so this is a biblical truth, brothers and sisters. And believe me, the enemy knows this truth and exploits it. You smite the shepherd; what happens to the sheep? They're scattered. So, what happens when a husband and a father uh, fails? You know, um, abandons his family, or commits adultery, or or refuses uh, to provide for his family, what happens to that wife? What happens to the children? Well, we know you just look at the statistics. We're raising a fatherless generation and the curse it has brought upon our young is incredible. You could look at all the statistics. I mean, it is absolutely devastating. And so fathers, right we got to turn the heart of the fathers back to the children and the children's hearts back to the father so critically important for the future health and welfare of a family of marriage of children right uh, the same thing is true uh in the church you know you know the bible talks about um shepherds uh The true churches are following the good shepherd, the great shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep, right? They're taking care of the flock of God. They're not using them and abusing them for selfish gain. They're laying their lives down to love and care and protect the flock. They're not hirelings, right? They're not false prophets, false apostles, you know, uh, they're you know, they're being faithful to do their duty uh, before God. But what happens when a pastor or an elder, you know, fails, right? Um, we we hear these scandals all the time, you know, church leadership, you know, running off with the church secretary. And, uh, you know, what happens to the families of the church? What happens to the church? Well, the enemy gets in there and tips it up and you got factions and You got divisions, you got splits, right? And then, you know, Christians in positions of authority, you know, by their their sin, by their by their violations, by their failure. They're literally giving ammo to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme him. Right. And so again, that this, you know, the groaning can happen in the family. The groaning can happen in the church. And it can certainly uh, be made manifest in the civil sphere. And that's what this particular passage is dealing with. Okay. And so this is a very, very important truth, brothers and sisters. And this is something we need to be seriously praying about and getting involved. You know, nature abhors a vacuum, right? And if the righteous are not running for public office, if the righteous are not making, you know, public policy decisions or, you know, instituting good and just laws um, to govern society, well, the devil and his crowd are going to be in positions of authority, and and understand. Brothers and sisters, and this is critically important because most conservative Christians don't want to get involved uh, in the um, the politics of the United States of America. And there's a number of reasons why. It could be the you know the end time scenario that's been you know uh, been going forth for 150 years. You know why polish brass on a sinking ship? Why rearrange furniture in a burning house? It could be the result of many pulpits preaching pietism that somehow the king, the Lord, the judge, the ruler, the governor of the nations is not concerned about how men govern their lives. He wants the church to have nothing to do with politics. All God is concerned about is, are you saved, brother? Are you saved? Say this prayer and you're in. And that's the end of it. Now, just go to church like good little people, you know, say your prayers, pay your tithe, study your Bible, and you're good to go. And I'm going to tell you, that is a disaster. That has been an absolute disaster when it comes to the health and welfare of our nation. And so, brothers and sisters, we we, we got we to deal with this. And one of the things that I intend to do uh, once we start the church in Florida the American Reformation Church is two things. We're gonna have a mission to the magistrate. We're gonna have a lobby group from our church, and we're going to Tallahassee, uh, Tallahassee, the capital of Florida, to start relationships uh, with the magistrates, to disciple them and mentor them on their duty before God when it comes to uh, their discharge of their duty as state officials so critically important. The second thing, and I think this needs to happen across the board, is pastors and elders need to look into their congregation to see if there's any able men, capable men, men of truth that hate the bribe, okay, um, that would run for public office. Now, um, I'm, I'm glad to report to you uh, because things have gotten so bad that I am seeing some of my own pastor friends starting to run for public office. And again, I want to harken back to this principle, brothers and sisters, that again, conservative Christians, you know, we tend not want to get involved in those things. We tend to want to just mind our own business, you know, work hard, raise a family, and go to church. And you know what, brothers and sisters, there was a time we could afford to do that well, that time is past. Our government and our culture has become extremely hostile against Christ, against the church, and against the God-ordained family. We must get involved. We must be engaged. We must participate if there's gonna be a future and a hope for our children and our grandchildren, excuse me. And lastly, I want to deal with this last proverb. And this is Proverb 29 verse 18, where there is no revelation and some translate it vision. The people cast off restraint. Some translation says the people perish. And believe me, if you cast off moral restraints, uh, yeah, you're going to perish. Uh, There is no doubt the wages of sin is death. That is just a reality, a biblical truth we must comprehend. So he says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law and understand this, brothers and sisters, God's commandments and laws uh, are to be applied in the different governments that God has established for his glory and our benefit. Okay. And if that is not happening, if that's not the vision and the mission specifically, that should spring forth from the church of Jesus Christ, then what happens to our government? What happens to our culture, right? They cast off restraint and we go into this moral free fall where the land becomes, you know, lawless. And that just pumps up the tyranny and the oppression against the citizens of the land, right? And they're running headlong into this collision with the judgment of God. Now, there is a lot of challenges right now when it comes to the church of Jesus Christ in the United States of America, from within and from without. And I cannot emphasize how important it is in these days that the pulpits and the pastors and the elders of the United States of America point true north once again. There has been so much poison that has been released that has ill-affected our nation and we got to provide the antidote and of course that antidote is the gospel of the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and yes times are rough they're hard Uh, we don't know if we're going to endure. We don't know where this is heading. I mean, it looks really, really bad. Um, The corruption from within, our enemies salivating from without, they know we're vulnerable. They're making plans. We got leadership that is clueless. Um, And actually the leadership of our government is probably the greatest enemy against the future of the citizens of the United States of America. Uh, Probably a lot more than Russia and China combined. And, And so brothers and sisters, I mean, If there's ever a time we need to give God a reason to show mercy to America, now's the time, okay? So we can't ignore these things. We can't stick our head in the sand and pretend like it's not happening. No, it is happening. And one of the things you need to know about leftists that is so different than conservative Christians, they gravitate towards seats of authority. They gravitate towards seats of power. And the reason why is they reject the salvation that comes for Christ. They still believe in salvation, just not God's version of it. They have their own version of salvation, how they're going to save the planet and how they're going to uh, create this secular utopia, right? And so th- they're the ones running for office. They're the ones getting elected, right? and and once they get in power what happens well they just have this grand social experimentation that they're forcing upon the citizens of the united states of america and we just become their guinea pigs and they're they're conditioning us and they're stimulating us and they're forcing us through law and 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 other means uh uh, you know to go along uh to get along but uh, what cost? At what expense to our children and our grandchildren and our future, uh, brothers and sisters? This is time to wake up. We got to smell the coffee, okay? Because I'm telling you, this whole political thing that's going down uh, with the Democrats and these this two system tier of justice, and you know, I'm no fan of Trump, but you know, they're going after him, and and people are set. I mean, just this, this song that just came out recently. Uh, this guy, Oliver Anthony, I think his name is. It's not his real name. But, you know, he did that song, Richmond, North of Richmond. And, boy, it's like he he captured the voice of the voiceless. And there's been a huge response. This thing is resonating uh, in the souls of Americans. And um, and I'm I'm telling you, something's going on here. And so, yeah, we kind of hope that things will work itself out, you know. um, But I, I'm I'm just telling you, if the Democrats keep, you know, rigging elections, stealing elections, you know, uh, going, you know, weaponizing the federal government to go after their political enemies, uh, when people do not have assurance that their voice and their vote uh, is uh, having uh, an effect. On the guidance of this nation? I mean, study history. Uh, that's when things get very testy. Okay? And and brothers and sisters, it, <laughs> there's some serious things maybe coming down the pike uh, there, that we're really not prepared for. And so we gotta take these proverbs, God's wisdom, seriously. And so, brothers and sisters, how do we how do we stop this society? You know that's intent on committing moral anarchy, that automatically pumps up civil tyranny. How do we stop that? Well, you know we gotta put the chain back on the beast, right? Um, We gotta stop being a lawless people. We we gotta see the righteous and the just run for political office again. Why? Because it's really important that we establish the gates of our land in righteousness and justice. Remember, righteousness exalts a people, exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. You know, that's that's God's word to us, right? And it's critically important that pastors and elders of the church provide a true vision and mission based upon God's Word, His Gospel, and His Holy Commandments because that's how right is prolonged. That's what provides a future and a hope for our children and our grandchildren. Well, brothers and sisters, I hope that this was a challenge to you, an inspiration to you. And uh, if you like, uh, you know what, we're putting out here uh, with Kingdom Moments with Rusty Thomas. If you would be so kind to let others know uh, about this podcast, I would uh, deeply appreciate it. Uh, we need your prayers, we need your uh, financial support. Uh, a lot of things are coming up, brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, there's two things I know the Lord um, has for me to do. Uh, before I shuffle off this mortal coil. I know I have to uh, provide for my family once I depart. And, uh, And I also know I have to prepare for this generation coming and generations yet to come. And the plan is through the school, the Kingdom Leadership Institute, through the church, the American Reformation Church, through the podcast, Kingdom Moments with Rusty Thomas, with our writing ministry all the books the booklets and resources and through missionary work um, to advance the gospel of the kingdom and fulfill the great commission in the earth and so brothers and sisters if you will please continue to pray for us Uh, continue to uh, spread the vision mission the podcast the school the church and if you'd be so kind um, if you could support us on a monthly basis uh, financially that would be a big help as we're putting our hand to this kingdom plow and not looking back well that's it for now as usual you keep pressing on to that high calling prize in jesus name until next time god bless you